Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is your hour of power. This is where we're living live, Like It Matters. Uh, And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to continue with the consideration that the battle is in the mind. But you know what's interesting is this, this heart and mind connection. You know, emotional intelligence uh, is uh, the ultimate double helix. You know, I think it was Watson and Crick and sometime in the 60s, I believe it was, maybe earlier than that. But they realized that DNA was a double helix. Uh, and DNA is made up of ATCG. Uh, it's a double helix. All those proteins are wound around. And there's a, a, a double helix as important, maybe not, maybe close, as DNA. And it's called emotional intelligence. The right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct toward the right person in the right way. See, we have reason and intuition. We have logic and emotion. We are called balance. Jesus is the lion and the lamb. And yet so many of you just want the lion or just want the lamb. You just want that soft, little, cute, little uh, Furby-looking Jesus doll that you can cuddle up with and and do whatever you want. You know, uh, Jesus on my dashboard. You know, that little hula hoop guy bouncing around that he's always there with you no matter what you're doing. You know, it's emotional intelligence. It's taking our emotive sense and combining it with our intellect, our intelligence. Emotional intelligence. It's a double helix. The right emotion, the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct toward the right person in the right way. And this is not easy. And so I get to a lot of people's head logically through their heart emotionally. And I get to a lot of people to their heart emotionally through their head logically. I believe in the emotional use of intelligence and I believe in the intelligent use of emotions. I believe that we were given both. Why would you walk around on on one leg when you have two good ones? Why would you cover up one eye when you had the use of two good eyes? Why would you only function on reason when you have reason and intuition? Why would you only focus on emotion when you got emotion and logic, critical thinking? See, but all these require neural pathways. In other words, they require pattern. In other words, they require incentive. They require uh, drive. They They require will. Doing something one or two times, then you start creating a pattern. Uh, Indiana University, I was told, uh, the first year, they built their entire structure, uh, their buildings, but they put no sidewalks down. And after a year, they went back, and they put down sidewalks where the ruts were the thickest and the deepest. Why? Because where the ruts were the thickest and the deepest were the places where the most people walked most often. That's why. They're neural pathways. And that's the key to have those neural pathways established. 
because when it comes time to do something, if there's not a neural pathway, if there's not a pattern in place, then it's uh, hard to do. And maybe might not be able to do it because a neural pathway has not been established. And so today we're going to talk about the key here. The battle is in the mind. But I want you to know this. The battle for the mind is waged in the heart. See, the Bible interacts those two words a lot. The mind and the heart. See, a battle for our beliefs is what's going on. A battle for our attitude, a battle for our narrative, which ultimately becomes a battle of our drive. Why do you do what you do? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home and get up the next day and do it again and again and again and again? See, all this is driven by our BS, our belief systems. All the belief systems are driven by our narrative. What we say to ourselves over and over and over and over and over. And remember, in the study of epigenetics, we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And an uncontrolled thought life creates poison, hatred, bitterness. Why? Because we're going to talk about the day because you're being played, player. You're being played player it is a battle for what drives us it's an unconscious battle and it's being waged against you and you don't even know what's going on the bible is clear beware of the wiles of the enemy see when one's purpose can be altered one's purpose why are you here why do you get up each day do what you do go home at night get up the next day and do it again and again and again why did the god of the universe breathe down into that carbon-based life form at the time which was dirt and resuscitate you. Isn't that cool? That's what God did. Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, El Elyon. He gave you mouth to mouth. You have the breath of God in you. And my question today is what are you doing with it? What are you doing with that breath from above? That's the key. That's why I do what I do. Today, we want to talk about the deep dive that we started yesterday. And today we're going to talk about the, from the overflow of the heart. You know, that's a great, great Bible verse. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, one thing I've learned over the years is it's all about HBS. See, for Like It Matters in our training, we talk about the definition of 100% is HBS, heart, body, and soul, because I'm a logical person. And so many people think they're doing something and they have no concept of what that thing that they're supposed to be doing is. And so, so many people say, I give 100%, I give 110%, I'm all in. Man, you got, most people have no concept of what all in means. It's, it's a lie, it's fake, it's fluff. You want to find out what all in is? Come to likeitmatters.net. I'll introduce you to all in. Because most people have no concept what all in is. Why do you think Deuteronomy 6.4 says to love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your strength? You know why it's hard to do that? Because we've never loved anything with everything we've got. Oh, we lust. We crave. We hunger and thirst for all kinds of things our flesh wants. Oh, yeah. I've been there. I went to college for six years. Didn't go to school. Had a lot of fun with the ladies. So you got to understand, 
that God uses everything. That's what Romans eight twenty eight says, that God causes all things to work for the good for those who love him or are called according to his purpose. Notice the conditional statement there. A lot of you kind of tepid Christians, you forget all the conditional statements in the Bible. You just, God loves everybody no matter what, right? You can do whatever you want, right? Love, mwah, 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 mwah. yeah. Hope that works for you on this planet because I don't think it works in the next one. I learned a long time ago, it's HBS, heart, body, and soul. But you know what else HBS stands for? Hurts, bruises, and scars. And we all got them. Jesus had them. Jesus had no place to lay his head. Jesus came to rescue and was crucified on a cross. If anybody knows what it's like to be dejected, rejected, discounted, uh, uninterested in, it's not just me and you, people. Jesus knew that, too. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And our eyes and our heart are connected. Our eyes and our feet are connected. Where we go and what we focus on is connected. If you don't believe me, start walking. And notice where your eyes are. Your eyes are looking to where your feet are going. And guess what? Your feet are going to where your eyes are looking. And so you are told to guard our heart above all else because when we get squeezed by life, what do you think comes out of Matthew 12 was all about? Where Jesus said, you offspring of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil, wicked? For out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a heart issue. And the heart issue is what are you holding on to? Remember, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. The mind is six times faster than we can talk. Because when someone says something or does something, we don't respond to that. We go to the stuff that we've held on to. We create a narrative about why they did what they did. And then we respond. From the overflow of the heart. That's what it's about, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Black. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we are talking about the overflow of the heart. Ladies and gentlemen, we are like sponges. You know, as we go through life, things attach to us. As we go through life, things become part of our process. We go through a youthful age where we have no choice at all. We're not... We don't get to choose who our parents are. We don't get to choose who copulates and creates us. We don't get to choose where they choose to have us. We don't get to choose what our skin color is, what our family socioeconomic background is, 
We don't get to choose any of that. We don't get to choose where we're born. We don't get to choose where we live when we're in diapers. We don't get to choose when we where we go to grade school at. We don't get to choose where we go to middle school at. Anybody get this yet? And yet all that stuff colors us. Uh, when we're born, we're like a blank canvas. And then all the stuff that happens to us in life is is paint on that canvas. And each one of us is a unique creature. Each one of us is separate unto ourselves. Each one of us has uh, different things that make us us that nobody else can duplicate. It's just us. And not just our DNA and not just our... Uh, you know, fingerprints. There's a lot more than that. It, it's who we are. It's our trauma. It's our drama. Uh, it's all those things. You know, it, it's, it all makes us who we are. And since the beginning of time, we got to realize that, that there's never been another person like you or me. We're unique. Just like they say about snowflakes. So I hate to use that term today. If you think about it, nobody has your smile, your eyes, your hands, your hair. Nobody owns your handwriting or your voice. In all of time, there has never been anybody who laughs in exactly your way. And what makes you laugh or cry or think may, may have a totally different response. You see, you are the only one in the whole of creation who has your particular set of abilities. I mean, there's always going to be someone who might be better at one thing or another. Every person could be a superior in at least one way. That's no big deal. But consider this, that nobody in the universe can reach the quality, the combination of your talents, of your feelings. And consider this as well, that throughout all of eternity, no one, not a single breathing human being will ever walk, talk, think or do exactly like you you know we call that we call that rare you are rare and in all rarity there is incredible value and we must realize because of our great value the need for us to imitate anybody else is absolutely wrong. You ready for this? You happen to be special. I don't care what this world tells you. I don't care what your flesh tells you. I don't care what your spouse tells you. I don't care what your kids tell you. Because our God tells us that we happen to be special. And he's not a God of accidents. It's no accident that we are. You got to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that God purpose for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you not to harm you plans for hope and a future for you are God's masterpiece workmanship who has been created in advance for good works for you to walk through don't you hear it it's all been laid out God has a job for you to do that no one else can do as well as you can. It's been preordained. So shall it be written, so shall it be done. 
out of the billions of applicants, only one is qualified. Only one has a unique and right combination of what it takes, and that one is you. But you've got to be aware of what you hold on to. You've got to be aware of what you allow to become part of your process. Because just like a sponge, when you get squeezed by life, the only thing that can come out of you is what's in you. And we are born as a blank slate. There is nothing in us but sin. Yeah. I don't know where it is in Romans. I think it's Romans 5, maybe. Romans 5.12. It says very clearly, by one man, Adam, sin became part of our makeup, our DNA. And because one man made sin part of our DNA, one man can remove it. One man can take and put as far as the east is from the west. One man can put it to the bottom of the ocean, to the depths of the sky. One man. But just like that sponge, what you put into you is going to come out when you get squeezed. Squeezing means life takes a dump on you. Squeezing means life ain't no fair. Squeezing means you ain't getting the justice that you want. That's what this life's about. If you're a child of God, there is no justice on this planet for you. Get used to it. Quit marching in the streets. Quit burning down stuff. Quit killing cops. If you pretend to be a Christian, if you identify as a Christian, you cannot be a victim. You do not need reparations. You do not need someone to do this for you that because you are a co-heir to the kingdom of God. So what are you holding on to? You know, if I had a cup of Hawaiian punch on my table and you came in my house and I got a beautiful tile floor and I get excited talking to you and I knock over my wine punch and now there's all this red punch all over my beautiful tile floor. And you say, oh, Black, I am so sorry, so sorry, forgive me. And listen, you say, I'm going to clean up my mess. Where are your sponges? I said, listen, go, go into the sink right there. There's uh, some sponges in the box. Just take one out of its wrapper, clean up your mess. You don't have to. I'll do it. No, no, I'll do it. So you, uh, you go and clean up my mess and uh, your mess and you squeeze that sponge out. You know what I expect to come out of that sponge? Hawaiian punch. Red punch. Discolored liquid. Why? Because that's what I put into it. So let's say the same scenario, but now there's, uh, I, I have soda. And so I knock over my soda. I have a beautiful tile floor and there's brown soda all over my beautiful tile floor. You, you didn't mean to do it, man. Sorry. Listen, Black, I'll clean up my mess. I'm so sorry. Beautiful top floor you got. So you go into my sink. I tell you where it's at. You grab a brand new sponge. You take it out of its wrapper and you clean up your mess. You know what I'm going to expect to come out of that sponge when you squeeze it? Brown soda. Yeah. You know why, right? Because that's what was in it. In the story, we are the sponge. I would call being crucified... Squeezed. I mean, talking about unjust, unfair, unrighteous. Uh, an innocent man was lied about, was falsely accused, had false witness brought against him, was mocked, belittled, humiliated. A man who came to save mankind. Yeah. All. So we didn't have to. I'd call that being squeezed. And when Jesus was squeezed, you know what came out of him? Well, he said seven things on the cross, and if you identify as a Christian, then you might want to know what those seven things are. Can I tell you the first one? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do.
What am I? I am seldom considered, though I do, I do more to influence everything about you than virtually any one thing in your life. I often control the time you get up in the morning, the time you go to sleep at night, what you eat, what you drink, very thought that runs through your head. I can make you either happy or sad, loving or hateful, cheerful or remorseful, congenial or spiteful, and in doing so, control the very capacity that you have for success. No, you don't often think of me. Instead, you blame the problem I create on the shortcoming of others, or the state of the economy, or your family, or a million other reasons. Often at times unable to find anyone else to blame, you look for shortcomings within yourself on which to lay the blame. When my impact on your life is fully considered in every thought and action, when you are mindful of my awesome power, when you nurture and groom me for positive use in your life, I can become more contagious than the most prolific disease ever witnessed or created by man. My influence will spread to every person you come in contact with. Groomed and nurtured in a positive manner, there will be no person or obstacle that can stand in the way of my success or fail to be impacted for the better. Who am I? Why? I am your attitude. And as Charles Swindoll said, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, or a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I'm convinced life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. You know, it was Dr. Viktor Frankl who said, everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of human freedoms to choose one's own way. Ladies and gentlemen, from the overflow of the heart, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so we got to go inside and see what are we storing up? What are we stuffing in our heart? Because from that overflow, our mouth does speak. I'm Black. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and I uh, kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life and this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith and that's a huge huge part of my life that's just been missing and I just I, I feel rejuvenated if that makes sense that you know knowing that God's walking right next to me every day every night you know he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter but he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. That's okay. but it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. 
Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today we're talking about from the overflow of the heart. And really what we're talking about in the mind, you know, the Bible says that where your heart is, there also is your treasure. When the Bible's talking about your heart, it does not mean the pulmonary uh, device inside your chest. It does not mean uh, the thing that beats blood, that pumps blood all throughout your body. When the Bible's talking about your heart, you know, like David was a man after God's own heart, they're talking about your primary focus, your primary desire. It's like who our God is. Uh, everybody has a God. Who, whatever you fear the most, desire the most, crave the most, think about the most, uh, uh, contemplate the most, that is your God. It could be your wife or husband. It could be your children. For a long time, when I was a single dad, my kids were my God. They put them on my pedestal. They were everything to me. That was my number one thing. I was a daddy, first and foremost, even before a child of God. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just being honest. And so they became, you know, my primary focus. They were my reason for everything. And so you got to realize this is why those existential questions are so important. Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? And this is also why it's important of what we hold on to. You know, yesterday was Valentine's Day. We celebrated Valentine's Day. We talk about the heart so much. And how uh, billions of dollars spent yesterday on a day. Buying chocolates, everybody getting fatter, went to dinners like we did and eat drinks and food and chocolates and candy and all that. And we wake up to the day where everything's just the same. Billions of dollars spent yesterday on this thing called love. And it was for a lot of people just a, a, a time, a date night. A lot of times to, it's your time to have physical interactions. It's your time to show your love. Oh my gosh. You might want to look at how St. Valentine's was treated when he walked this planet. <laughs> he was not treated too well. And we get wrapped up in lust and in copulation, all that. We call those things love. They're not love at all. Last time I checked, Jesus didn't have sex with anybody on this planet. And there's never been a greater expression of love in the history of the world. It had nothing to do with taking his clothes off and getting busy with a woman or a man. So we have that equation, like that's love. If you love me, you do this. See, it's a verb. Don't you hear it? And so we got to realize that what happens in life is we get hurt. We're doing things. We're verbing. We're taking names. We're showing up to work. We're doing things. And then we interact with people. And we get hurt. We get disappointed. Remember? Heart hurts, bruises, and scars. God uses our hurts, bruises, and scars to get us to commit heart, body, and soul. Don't you see how the HBS is connected? Remember, a definition of 100% is heart, body, and soul. Why? Because a lot of people say it without having any concept of what it means. People are great at talking, very poor at doing. One of the greatest gaps in life is the knowing-doing gap. Boy, everybody knows. Everybody's willing to tell you what to do. Boy, if I had a dollar for everybody that wanted to tell me how to run my company better, how to spend more of my time better, how to do all this, I can't get anybody to help me. And it's harder to get anybody spending money and donate money to our 501c3. But boy, I get lots of advice because it's so easy to give words. 
It's so easy to say a few words because words are nothing more than a whole bunch of letters put together without the energy to back them up. And talk is cheap. And boy, it's never been cheaper than today. God uses our hurts, our bruises, and scars. See, remember, we, there are three zones out there. There's a comfort zone, there's a zone called fear, and there's a zone called panic. And most people live in that comfort zone. But the problem is that is a graveyard. You don't grow in the comfort zone. Our marriages die in our comfort zone. Our relationship with God dies in our comfort zone. So you got to be constantly pushing yourself out of our comfort zone. But people don't like that. They want to be comfortable, fat and lazy, comfortable. They don't want to face themselves. That's why I always tell people, I can give you fear's address. Fear's address is right outside your comfort zone. And fear is nothing more than a straw man. Fear is an acronym. It is false evidence appearing real. It is nothing more than a chemical reaction of what you're thinking about, your breathing, and your physiology, specifically your eye placement in relation to your physiology. And based on those things, your body releases chemicals. Those chemicals make you feel. And Dr. Susan uh, Jeffers, I think it was, she, she's dead now, but she wrote a great book a couple decades ago called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. And she says three levels down, fear comes down to a simple concept that I can't handle it. And once you realize you can handle it, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. That's the key. So God uses our heart, our hurts, our bruises, and our scars. That's uncomfortable. Don't you see it? That's where fear is. It's outside of our comfort zone. Now, beyond that zone called fear is panic, intense fear. Now, you can process for a small, short period of time, but don't forge your mail. You will fry your adrenals, and I've done that many times in my short life of 57 years. I live an intense life. You have no concept what intense is. Walk in my shoes for a month. You'll see what intense is. God uses hurts, bruises, and scars to get us to commit heart, body, and soul. Notice how he uses the HBS. He uses the HBS, the unfairness. This is why if we blame everything that happens to us on the color of our skin, if we blame everything that happens to us uh, on the bathroom we use, if we blame everything that happens to us on the vote we cast, then how can we ever take personal responsibility? How will we ever get better? The good book says that we all fall short of the glory of God. This is why you got to guard your heart. This is why Proverbs, the book of wisdom, 423 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Matthew 12, 34 said, you offspring of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's Matthew 12, 34. And then Luke, Luke, he says right there in chapter six, good people do the good that is in them, but evil people do the evil that is in them. The things people say come from inside them, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Gotquestions.com about that verse, Proverbs 4.23 says this. In this part of the sermon, Jesus tells us how we can judge a person's character. We do it in, such, in much the same way we look at a tree or a plant to tell if it's a good plant or a bad plant. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. See, people do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. That's Luke 6, 43 and 44. So if you want to know what kind of tree or plant you have, you have to look at its fruit. And you follow the fruit to the root. It tells you what kind of tree you got. A pear tree sounds like a good tree. 
But if you have a Bradford pear tree, you will get small, inedible pears about the size of marbles. What is on the inside, what the tree is really made of, will determine what kind of fruit it produces. And Jesus tells us the same is true of people. What we choose to hold on to becomes our filter, it becomes our frame, it becomes, uh, that's the narrative, it dictates what's in us. Remember Dr. Viktor Frankl said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power, it is our freedom. You can tell a man's religion in time of despair. The Bible says a dog returns to his vomit and a sow after cleaning herself returns to the mire. And you gotta ask yourself this question. Why does a dog bark? Because it's a dog. Why does a cat meow? Because it's a cat. See, that's how we're made. A dog was made to bark. A cat was made to meow. Why do we sin? Because we're sinners. And that's why we need redemption. And what God made us, God's our manufacturer, and he tells us how to work. That's why the two greatest commandments are remember and do not fear. Why? To remember the right things. That's what the Shema's about. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 6, 9. To remind your children all the time what God has done for you. To tell them the stories. Tell them how good God is. Remember, the mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so in transactional analysis, we see that there's a stimulus and there's a response, and that makes up a transaction, which is called communication. Transactional analysis is Dr. Eric Burns' way to take the complex field of psychotherapy and, and communication and put it in layman's terms. And so we've got to know what we know. It's the stuff that we store, what we hold on to. So what happens is when someone says something or does something, we don't respond to what they do. Remember, the mind is six times faster than we can talk. So we go to the overflow. See, this is what from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. This is all the stuff we store up. Remember we're told about love, what love doesn't do? Remember? Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, record for this, it keeps no record of wrongs. Where do you think the record of wrongs go? They go to your overflow. This is what you hold on to when you have a record of wrong, a pound of flesh. So what happens now, when you keep record of everything that someone's done wrong to you, when you keep a record of wrong, a pound of flesh, every wrong, every sin, every transgression, uh, every trespass, that you have a record of that wrong. And then when someone says something or does something or something happens to you that you don't like, guess what do you think you do? You don't respond to that. You go to what you know. You go to the victim tune. Poor me. It's because I'm black. Poor me. It's because I choose to sleep with someone of the same sex. Poor me. It's because I chose to change my sex. Poor me. And then we play the victim. And we know the victim that no one's happy until everybody's saying, oh, it's okay. We love you. The victim is never happy until their life has fallen apart. Why? Because when do people pay attention to most people? They ignore them until a funeral or a wedding. They ignore them until they're suicidal or dead. That's why you gotta realize, what are we working on? What are you working towards? You gotta know who you are. You gotta know why you're here. You gotta know whose you are. That's the key to what we're doing. That's the key to your life. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're calling it From the Overflow of the Heart. We'll be back after these messages. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. 
Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today we're talking about from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And uh, I tell you, you know, I deal with people at a pretty deep level, and I'm getting worried. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm getting really worried. You know, I went to with my son. Uh, I'm here in, I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. My radio show's uh, based out of Minneapolis, and I go to Minneapolis every couple months. I do leadership training. You can read about that at likeitmatters.net. So March 30th, I'll be in Minneapolis teaching a leadership awakening. My next class, by the way, is March 9th. I think I sell one or two spots available in there. Uh, and then I'll be back in Minneapolis uh, middle of August. Uh, I'm sorry, the end of July, end of July. So you go to likeitmatters.net. .net to read about that. But, you know, I study the human creature. You know, uh, we're, we're a three-part being. We have a body. You got to know how the body works. It's your vehicle that you uh, transverse this experience called incarnate. And so you got to know how the body works. It's your machinery that you uh, travel this world in. Uh, and then the mind runs the body. The mind is, uh, it could be heaven or hell. Uh, that's what uh, epigenetics, epigenetics tells us that uh, we basically, uh, 87% of all diseases are psychosomatic, that we can do brain surgery on ourselves. that our thoughts, our body releases chemicals based on our thoughts and our bitterness, our hatred, our pound of flesh, our record keeping is killing us. It's killing relationships. Uh, cancer needs an acidic environment to grow uh, and all this bitterness, all this um, resentment, regretment, resistance, uh, reparations, keeping a pound of flesh, making up a false lie about 1619 that black slaves created America. All this hatred, the downfall of America is going to be angry black people because the, the Democrats, the liberals, the devil is smart and getting all black people to get so angry because 200, 300, 400, 500, 600. 600 years ago, people that looked like them were slaves. Does anybody know we have slaves in the world? Why does anybody care about them? How about the millions of slaves right now today? How come no one cares about them, but yet we care about all these black slaves from 300 years ago? What about the ones today? I mean, see, it's just hatred. It's pure hatred. And the fall of the church and the fall of America is going to be manipulation because to get black people to be maintain bitterness and hatred towards white people and towards America. It's the destruction of America. It's playing out right now. And you don't believe me. Oh, my gosh, it's all around you. But you don't want to believe. Ignorance is bliss. That's where the saying comes from. Okay. Uh, this was from yesterday's newspaper. North Korean defector shocked at what she learned at woke I Ivy League school. She says brainwashing. Yanmi Park said Columbia teachings were exact same ideas she learned in North Korea. This is what's being taught at our, our high level schools. They are teaching them to hate America, teaching them uh, critical race theory, which is basically racism, racism to divide America. 
So Kim says a North Korean defector issued a stark warning Monday on woke ideology in American classrooms, believing the U.S. could absolutely be headed down the path of her home rogue regime if it doesn't reverse course. Author Yeonmi Park joined Fox and Friends first to discuss the parallels between far-left indoctrination within her Ivy League education at Columbia University and brainwashing in North Korea. This is a woman who lived through it, but you're going to make this about Donald Trump. Donald Trump's evil. He's a fat orange baby. What does that have to do with Donald Trump, but yet you guys have been so programmed to hate, so programmed to hate that you're destroying our country, you're destroying your walk with God, all so you can hate a boogeyman. You've been programmed to hate Donald Trump. I don't. He might give you lots of reasons to help out, but it's programming. It's not by chance. This is what I'm saying, what's going on around you. Something called mass formation. You need to look Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, I went and saw him with my son in Dallas uh, on Thursday or Friday. I was stunned, sold out, packed arena. Jordan Peterson, I like him. I agree with him. He's a good man. It was a boring thing. He just talked the top of his head. People were awed by what he said. You know what Jordan Peterson is saying is what I talk about on this radio show every single day. But he's a lot more famous and he's got a lot more money. He's still searching. He hasn't figured out the God question yet. He's still working on it. And so he's going to do pretty well. But if he ever figures out the God question that Jesus is the only way, then he probably won't be as successful. But Jordan Peterson talks about what's going on. He's a Canadian psychologist. And he's being shunned by the world because he's telling the truth. How about here's another guy you want to know about. A couple guys. Gustav Le Bon. But he's not the big guy. The big guy you want to know about is Belgian professor of clinical psychology at Ghent University who holds master's degrees in not only psychology but statistics, Dr. Matthias Desmet. And what is going on right now, this North Korean thing, we're being taught in America the same thing that North Korea was taught. At Columbia University, they were literally saying that all the problems that we have is because of capitalism, because of white men. And the solution for all of these problems is a communist revolution in the name of equity. Quote, they were saying that we need to destroy this country and we need to rebuild the country in the name of equality of outcomes. And that's the same ideology. The ideology drove my home country into what is now the state of North Korea. She left there in search of freedom when she was 13 years old in 2007. But it wasn't easy. She went through traffickers. She went through all this stuff. And now she comes to America. And now America is doing the exact same thing. And so mass formation. You got to look this up. This is what's going on. This is why from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. This is what they're doing to you. This is why they want to get our kids at five years old confused about their gender. Because Dr. Alfred Adler, famous psychologist, said by the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. That's why the Bible says, raise a child up in the way of the Lord and he will not depart. He'll always come back because it's his roots, it's his bones. So now what they're doing is they're going after our five-year-old kids. Now what they're doing is they're telling you that there is no such, they're controlling the narrative. They're telling you there is no thing as election fraud, that all these uh, uh, all these uh, uh, lawsuits were brought and were dismissed because the legal no, they weren't. Look it up. Very few of those uh, lawsuits ever made it. There's a deep state. You don't think the deep state's involved with the, the justice system as well? I mean, come on. Look at, abort, look at all this stuff What goes on. Our, our corruption it, it goes through the justice system as well. Look what they're doing to Donald Trump. And so you got to realize what's going on. So mass formation is known as crowd or mock psychology. It's the study of how individual behavior is influenced by large groups of people. 
And so it is suggested by Gustave Le Bon that the masses go through three main stages as part of what's considered to be a mass hypnosis. First of all, submergence, a phase characterized by losing individual identity, right? We're all, right? We want to get rid of all these identities. And the identities that are bad are the mega mega, mega mega, Donald Trump's evil. Every time we talk about the election, oh, it's been proven that there is no election fraud. Carrying on the false thing, Carrie Lake's right. Her election was stolen from her. Donald Trump's right. The 2020 election was stolen. These are absolutely true. Just because the world doesn't want you to say that, they also want to tell you that Jesus wasn't the son of God. And you know, that's a lie too. He is. Submergence, a phase characterized by losing individual identity. De-individuation theory explains that being in a crowd lessens personal identity, guilt, self-evaluation, empathy, and other individual morality-related behaviors. Then the second piece is contagion, a phase characterized by having individual ideas and emotions greatly influenced by the dynamics of the surrounding masses, right? I kicked off Facebook for 10 days. You know why? Because the Chinese balloon had a, a, a meme that showed it was carrying Hunter Biden in a diaper. And that was so bad for Facebook that they banned me for four days. And then another one that I had posted before that four days, even though I was on a ban, showed up. They then banned me for another week. So 11 days. And yet I saw over and over pictures of Donald Trump in a baby's diaper floating above all the time. Uh, I went to my Facebook page yesterday, not looking, not in ads. And there was sexual intercourse i'm looking at it right i didn't search anything a guy on top of a woman doing you know what and it's showing everything on my feed i didn't look for anything it's not an ad it's not anything but yet for 11 days i'm banned from facebook because i uh posted a meme of the balloon holding hunter biden with a diaper on that is violated their sexual inappropriate act. Do you see how stupid that this is what's going on? So contagion and then suggestion, the phase where the group have shared unconscious, right? The shot's good. Uh, Christians are bad. White people are bad. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why the battle is in the mind. But I want you to know the battle for the mind is going for your heart. You've got to control your heart. You've got to control what you put in your head. You've got to be a steward. You've got to be careful. If I could go back to a little me, I would tell little me, be careful what you hold on to. Why? Because when you get squeezed by life, what do you think is going to come out of you? What's in you? So you got to be careful what you hold on to. Remember, love keeps no record wrong. Love keeps no pound of flesh. We just celebrated Valentine's Day and so much love, supposedly. No, it was money. It was sex. It was gluttony. It was all kinds of things. It was lust. But for God so loved the world, he did something about it. For I so love my country, I do this radio show. For I so love people, I do Leadership Awakening. What about you? It's time you get your verb on, people. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net 
where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.